Hello everyone and welcome back finally to another episode of the Stand Up Triple Podcast. I know it has been a while since I have recorded. I believe that my last episode was the Super Bowl episode and honestly, to be honest, the reason that I kind of lost the flow of it and stopped recording for a while was A, kind of the hectic schedule of um, college and you know, being a college athlete. If For those of you that don't know, I do play college football and everything kind of got caught up in the mix of that and you know school in itself is hectic but after a long hiatus I guess about a six month hiatus at this point we are back and better than ever and this will officially kick off the second season of the pod and I'm really excited for it uh hope to get back to being more active on here and uh, uploading more frequently, hopefully around once a week. Maybe maybe it'll be a little bit hard to be super tight and consistent with that exactly once a week with football schedule coming up. In fact, I actually report for a training camp here in a few days. Um, I'm recording this on Monday. I go back on Wednesday. But, um, yeah, hopefully we can get back in the flow of things and I'll be able to fit this into my schedule. But I've had people reaching out to me asking when I was going to record again, and well, uh, here it is. And we have an absolute banger of a topic for you guys today, and that is the age-old debate. Really not age-old. It's kind of a stupid narrative that's uh, come up the last few years, and that is the debate of Tom Brady versus Aaron Rodgers. Now, those of you that know me know I am biased towards Brady, but I am also biased with facts, and I do think that most people most logical people that follow football and the NFL itself will tell you that Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time, but you've got the naysayers out there. You've got people that have had their feelings hurt by Tom Brady. You've got people that really are just sick of seeing him win for whatever the case may be. You have Brady deniers and uh, they suffer from a syndrome called BDS and that is what is called Brady derangement syndrome. And uh, it's quite sad, honestly, to see in the Instagram comments sometimes the level of a uh, paranoia, hysteria, uh, whatever you want to call it, that you see from these Brady haters. And I'm honestly convinced when I see someone in a Twitter feed or um, it, or Twitter thread, or if I see them in an Instagram comment section, I'm half convinced that these people aren't real people because some of the stuff they say is just absolutely ridiculous. Like. If Aaron Rodgers was uh, on the Patriots with Bill Belichick, he'd have 10 rings. First off, everybody knows that with his demeanor and the way he is, Aaron Rodgers probably wouldn't have as much success as he has with a coach like Bill Belichick, and that was such a great asset in Tom Brady's early part of his career was being able to put his nose to the grindstone and handle the toughness that comes with a coach like Bill Belichick I'm not sure Aaron Rodgers would be able to handle that. I'm not sure Aaron Rodgers would be able to handle Bill Belichick's coaching style. And before we get into this, I want to say I think Aaron Rodgers is a phenomenal quarterback. I think he's probably a top 10 quarterback of all time. Really not a ton of argument to be had against him in that regard. I think he is one of the greatest quarterbacks we've seen over the last 10, 15, 20 years. Aaron Rodgers is great, and I don't. I'm not a huge fan of him, but I'm I would be asinine to say that he is not a great quarterback. He is. But when people try and say that he is on the level of Tom Brady and 
well, he's the most talented, but Tom Brady's the most accomplished. That is the dumbest thing ever. Tom Brady was just the best at winning. What else do you play the game for? What is the quarterback position meant to do? He's meant to lead you to wins. And Brady has the stats too, but I mean, come on, man. Like, let's let's get serious here when we try and make these caveats. Before Tom Brady, there was never any caveats. You never heard, oh, well, Joe Montana is the greatest or the most accomplished, but Dan Marino is the greatest. No one was saying that, and if they say that they were, that's revisionist history. Because before Tom Brady, pretty much everybody was calling Joe Montana the GOAT. And in my mind, Tom Brady became the GOAT after Super Bowl Forty Nine. He really solidified it with 51. And everything since Super Bowl 51 has kind of been a bonus. And that's kind of funny to say because people would beg or people would die for uh, what Tom Brady has given his fans and uh, fans of the Patriots and the Buccaneers since Super Bowl 51. I mean, what, two Super Bowl wins, three Super Bowl appearances... Uh, an MVP, and all pro, two all-pro nods. I mean, it's just ridiculous what the guy has done. And mind you, that's since the age of 39. I guess, 2017, the year after Super Bowl 51, he was 40 years old. He is now about to be 45 years old. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty crazy. We're not going to see anything like this again. We won't see it from Rodgers, actually. What he said the other day is uh, he just does not see himself playing to the age of 45 like Tom. And I'm sure most quarterbacks don't. It's next level the amount of drive that this guy has and the determination and just the pure... I mean, we saw this guy retire. We saw him go hang out with his family. We saw him get tired of them so fast. It, it didn't even take two months for him to say, okay, I'm back. So I don't know if that's more to do with football or a lack of enjoyment or just driving himself crazy around his family. But without uh, further ado, let's get into the comparison here. So I want to start it off a little bit casual for those of you that don't really know all of the advanced metrics, what all goes into some of these things, and the fact that stats like passing yards and passing touchdowns are not the only way to measure a quarterback. But I'm going to cater to you guys real quick, and there is a place for those stats, but they're not the end-all, be-all. So I'm going to get into that. I took their top six seasons, which I'll reveal what those seasons are in a minute. I took what I believe to be the greatest six seasons from each of these two quarterbacks, and I brought them together into an average. So I took the average for each of those with the stats of completion percentage, yards, touchdowns, interceptions, quarterback rating, passer rating, and yards per game. And so with Tom Brady, the six seasons that I chose were 2007, which was his first MVP season. That was the year that they fell short uh, of the undefeated season in the Super Bowl to the Giants. I had 2011, which was actually the second year that they lost to the Giants. Brady was one of, I believe, three quarterbacks to pass for 5,000 yards in that season. Uh, 2016, Brady suffered a four-game suspension, which was total BS, by the way, at the beginning of the season for the deflate gate nonsense. Obviously, anybody with a brain realizes that that was all, you know, a witch hunt. But regardless, that is one of his six best seasons, in my opinion. 2016, I mean... The guy went, what, 15 and 1 or 14 and 1 in 15 games. And the one loss was a Sunday night uh, down to the wire loss against the Seattle Seahawks. He threw two interceptions all season, but I digress. 2017, the year after that, his age 40 season, where he won his third MVP, the year that they fell just short in Super Bowl 52 
against the Eagles. And by the way, these are just regular seasons. If I was factoring in postseason, I'm sure there would be a few different seasons in here. I'm sure 2014 would definitely be on the list. 2014 is not on my list in this case, though. After 2017, the fifth season that I had is 2010. That was Tom Brady's second MVP season in a year that they lost to the Jets in the divisional round. And then the final one that I had was this past season, 2021, where Brady at age 43 had 43 touchdowns, over 5,000 yards, looked superb, almost led another crazy comeback against the uh, Los Angeles Rams this time, but fell short a couple um, questionable defensive play calls there at the end of the ball game after the Buccaneers had come back from the hole that they dug themselves in. For Rodgers, his top six seasons, 2011, and his first MVP season in a year that they lost to the Giants in the divisional round after a 15-1 regular season. 2014, his second MVP season when he lost the NFC Championship to Russell Wilson of the Seahawks, who, by the way, would eventually lose to Tom Brady. 2009, which I believe was his, either his first or second year as a starter in the league, I think maybe second. And 2016, which was the year that actually the year of Super Bowl 51, Rodgers lost the NFC Championship to Matt Ryan and the, the Atlanta Falcons in that season. 2020, the year in which Aaron Rodgers won his third MVP and lost to Tom Brady and the Buccaneers in the NFC Championship. And then 2012, the year in which I believe, I'm trying to think back off the top of my head, I believe they lost to the Green Bay Packers in the divisional round, and, or not the Green Bay Packers, the San Francisco 49ers, who eventually went on to the Super Bowl. And so... The average of those six seasons, by the way, Aaron Rodgers played 95 games. Tom Brady played 93. Brady missed the four games with the suspension. And Rodgers uh, missed a game this season and missed the final game of 2011. He didn't start that one. They had the one seed locked up. And um, I think those are the two games that he missed. Yeah, Brady missed four. He missed two out of a possible 97 games. So for Brady, completion percentage, 66.93, Rodgers 67.03, nearly identical, but Rodgers with a slight edge there. Brady's average, 4,564 yards, Rodgers 4,413 yards, over 100 yards behind Brady. 38 touchdowns for Brady and 40 touchdowns for Rodgers, so a slight edge for Aaron there and keep in mind like I said Brady did have the four game suspension now the interception numbers to no one's surprise everybody knows how efficient Aaron Rodgers is with the football and Tom Brady is efficient too but Aaron Rodgers is otherworldly when it comes to not throwing interceptions and some people chalk that up to not taking as many chances down the field not kind of throwing in the tight windows I don't fully subscribe to that narrative but I think in some cases there is some truth to that and I think that he gets a little bit gun shy Sometimes, but regardless, a whole percentage point or a whole point less uh, interceptions, 7.6 interceptions for Brady and 6.3 interceptions for Rodgers, a 76.3 QBR for Tom Brady, a 75.7 QBR for Rodgers. So another stat that's nearly identical and uh, Brady with the slight edge there. Uh, Passer rating 108.4 for Brady. 
111 for Rodgers, so another slight nod there to Aaron Rodgers. And then pass yards per game, this is where probably the biggest disparity in these numbers, 294 yards per game for Brady and 279 yards per game for Rodgers. And touchdowns per game, 2.46 per game for Brady, 2.5 per game for Rodgers. So those base stats, kind of more of the casual you know, um, volume stats and the sort is pretty even. A few edges to each of them there. And you can make the argument that uh, Rodgers does have the uh, the better stats in those regards. And by the keep in mind that that was just an average of what I consider to be each of their six best seasons. Obviously, that's subjective. And, you know, there's – I was actually just talking to some guys earlier today, some fellow Brady fans, and um, they – some of them think 2014 should be one of those seasons. Some of them think 2004, even though the base stats aren't there for Brady it, because he had such a bad roster. Some people think 2015 in a year in which he fell short in the AFC Championship game. So it's all objective and um, – or subjective, rather. Sorry. And uh, so you can really make an argument. And by the way, their value – Calculate. I'm not exactly sure what goes into the value stat, but uh, let me just add these up real quick. Between the two of them, Brady had a value of 111 across those six seasons. Rodgers had a value of 115 across those six seasons and keep in mind once again just one I feel like this is a discrepancy that needs to be noted Brady did miss those four games in 2016 he only had a value of 13 because he missed those four games but at the rate he was playing I mean even it's astounding he played 12 games and finished runner-up in the MVP race so if he had those four games who knows where his numbers are I mean even with 300 yards per game he's at 5,000 yards on that year and obviously the value skyrockets there his highest value season was 2007 with 23 value and Rodgers was also 23 in 2011 now we're going to start getting into some more advanced metrics so uh, if you're not if you're sort of a casual fan like a lot of these uh, Rodgers disciples seem to be then uh, it might be time for you to go ahead and click off, go turn on another podcast. You can go listen to the Pat McAfee show. They've got uh, plenty of Aaron Rodgers content on there for your liking. But here we go. Uh, since from 2017 to this season, the, one of the, first off, one of the common uh, just statements that is just wrong about Tom Brady is that he just doesn't, he throws check downs, he's dink and dunk. That's just not true. And it's become less and less true as he's gotten older. And if anything, the Patriot system was holding back his arm talent. But since 2017, so from 2017 to 2021, mind you, that's from the age of 39 for Tom Brady. I can't, not exactly sure what age that is for Rodgers from 17. To now, I can't even exactly exactly tell you how old Rodgers is today. I would have to look it up. But the average depth of throws, air yards, mind you. So how 
many yards the ball is traveling in the air before it meets the receiver. Tom Brady has had a higher depth of throw in air yards four out of the five seasons, with the only exception being 2018. That was the one year where Aaron Rodgers had a higher depth of throw. And mind you, that was a season in which Tom Brady had a receiving core of Julian Edelman, who is a slot guy, a short game guy, Chris Hogan on the outside, Rob Gronkowski, an injured shell of himself in his final year with the Patriots, and Cordero Patterson, who now has become very versatile and elite weapon and was solid with the Patriots, but did a lot of his good work in the backfield, not in the receiving game and also in the returning game. If I uh, am correct, I believe he was maybe an all-pro returner that season. But regardless, Brady was not working with a great weapon set and still, even in that season, went on to win it all and took down Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, took down Sean McVay for his sixth ring. But that sort of dispels the uh, narrative of him, you know, just throwing checkdowns and Rodgers only taking deep shots. That's just false, and uh, I honestly don't know where it comes from. A lot of it, I think, is highlight culture of today, and people will just see a cool throw, which Rodgers does make a lot of. Rodgers, you'll see him rolling out, throwing it 50 yards down the field. And they say, oh, well, he throws it deep all the time. Brady only throws it short. Completely not true. And that narrative has totally been blown out of the water since he's gone to Tampa Bay and actually got himself some weapons that are worth a damn. Um, Brady is first all-time in big-time throw to turnover-worthy play ratio, which, by the way, has been recorded since 2006. And that might sound kind of like a dumb stat. So I'm going to explain to you what big time throw is it comes from pro football focus pff i'm not always a huge fan of pff but big time throws is a very solid measurement of a quarterback's performance so what is a big time throw in its simplest terms a big time throw is on the highest end of both difficulty and value while the value is easy to see statistically statistically the difficulty has more to do with passes that have a lower completion percentage the further the ball is thrown down the field Therefore, the big-time throw is best described as a pass with excellent ball location and timing, generally thrown further down the field and or into a tighter window. The idea of the tight window can often bog people down as they ask, why do you want your quarterback to make riskier throws? <clears throat> but it's less about taking a risk and more about executing a pass that perhaps makes up for a deficiency on the offense. If a receiver can only create a tiny window of separation and the quarterback can put the ball in an optimum spot, he has now created a big play opportunity, despite the receiver, not because of him. Throwing receivers open is a necessary skill at the NFL level, and big-time throws are just one way to capture it, statistically. So, Tom Brady, all-time first in big-time throw to turnover-worthy play ratio. Turnover-worthy plays are pretty self-explanatory. You know, sometimes you'll see a quarterback, he'll throw a ball that gets dropped by a defender, and you'll be like, oh, that was lucky. Those kind of throws go into turnover-worthy plays and give you more of an accurate assessment of, you know, kind of the risk a quarterback is taking, the unnecessary risks, or some of the bad throws there. Brady has led the league, mind you, by the way, like I said, this stat has been being recorded. These stats have been recorded since 2006, which is Brady's sixth year as a starter in the league, I believe. He has led the league four times in big-time throws, and he's been in the top three 10 times so 10 times out of like 16 seasons that this stat has been recorded is pretty astounding from 2000 here's another one for the uh 
the folks that think Brady does not throw deep. Since 2018, Brady, 10,062 air yards. Aaron Rodgers, 8,299 air yards, so nearly 200 less air yards than Tom Brady and more yards after the catch for Aaron Rodgers at 8,559, only 8,299 for Brady. So, again, a 200-plus yard discrepancy on yards after the catch between Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. Also in 2021, with 2.5 or less seconds to throw, time to throw, another stat recorded by uh, PFF, time to throw, Last season, with 2.5 or less, Tom Brady had 33 touchdowns, which was the most in the league, and uh, 21 big-time throws, which was also the most in the league. And another thing, stat padding. I don't necessarily think Aaron Rodgers is is solely a stat padder or benefits off stat padding. Again, Aaron Rodgers by himself is a great quarterback. But among the leaders, the top 10 all-time passing touchdown leaders, Tom Brady has handed it off within the five-yard line the most times. And why does that matter? A lot of some of these guys' touchdowns, namely Aaron Rodgers, come from the one-yard line, the three-yard line. They're little dump-off throws on the goal line. And everybody knows Tom Brady does a lot of sacrifices. Uh, He sacrifices stats. He sacrifices his money to get good teammates. Tom Brady is a team guy. And so he, among top ten all-time leaders in touchdowns, has handed the ball off within the five-yard line the most times at .76 times per start on touchdown drives. And for reference, Aaron Rodgers, only .51 times per start as he handed off a touchdown within the five-yard line. Now, the thing that really sets Brady apart here is the playoff stats. Once again, I'm going to kind of start off with some of the base stats, and it honestly might be surprising to you and may lead you to kind of lean towards Rodgers, but I just advise you, to stay with me here until the end. we got a few more minutes. So, playoff games. First off, Tom Brady, he has been in the league a little bit longer than Rodgers, but the discrepancy is still crazy here. 47 playoff games for Brady, 21 for Rodgers, and 35-12 uh, and 12 is Tom Brady's playoff record. Aaron Rodgers, 11-10. and 10. Yards, 13,049, which is good for 277 Yards per game for Brady, 5,894 yards for Rodgers, which is 267.9 yards per game. Brady and Rodgers both with less than an INT per game, but Brady a little bit more. 0.82 interceptions per game for Brady, 0.61 interceptions per game for Aaron Rodgers. Touchdowns per game, Rodgers also does have the edge there. 2.1 touchdowns for him in the postseason, 1.8 touchdowns per game for Brady in the postseason. And another thing, I'm sure anybody that's here listening that is anti-Brady is going to take these as me making excuses. But you do have to remember, in the early years, A, it was a different era that Brady was in. Let's say 2001 to 2008 or so. Different era. And in the first few years of him as a starter, Bill Belichick did not take the leash off of him. He didn't loosen up the reins until maybe that third year when Brady finished third in MVP voting. Uh, rated passer rating, Aaron Rodgers, 100.1, Tom Brady, 90.4. And to be honest with you guys, I've always referenced passer rating, but I still can tell you exactly, you know, what goes in to that stat points per game, pretty much identical right at 28 for Rodgers, 
27.4 for Brady, 14 game-winning drives for Brady, 2 for Rodgers. And now here are the stats to really, you know, put the nail on the coffin. By the way, not even going to talk about accolades here. Rodgers does have the four MVPs to Brady's three. Um, but aside from that, Brady, if I want to throw in the accolades, I mean, he's got a six, seven-year head start or whatever it is on Rodgers. And to me, media awards are nice. They There is a place for them, sort of like volume stats. But they are not the end-all, be-all. Rodgers stands want to be like, oh, well, he has one more MVP. He's better. He's done it in less time. MVPs do not matter. And quite frankly, Tom Brady should have been the MVP in 2021. People say, oh, he just had the better volume stats because he threw more. But if you look at the track record, throwing the ball more is not conducive to success. Look at, uh, I forget what year it was, Matthew Stafford. He had a year with an insane amount of pass attempts, and they were horrible. Kirk Cousins had a similar year. Normally, for most quarterbacks, obviously Tom Brady is not a normal quarterback. He is not most quarterbacks. In a normal situation, throwing the ball more is not conducive to team success, and he had to throw the ball more because Tampa Bay's running game was so weak, and he still led a top offense in the NFL. He had 5,300 yards. He had 43 touchdowns. And Rodgers had one more win and had a better touchdown INT ratio. And I promise you, I promise you, if those numbers had been reversed, and Tom Brady had one more win, had less touchdowns, less yards, but uh, a better touchdown INT ratio, Rodgers would still get the MVP. And part of that is voter fatigue. Part of that is some of the media members. You know, it, there's all sorts of things go into it. But the bottom line is, media awards do not matter as much as some people want them to. But Tom Brady, in the playoffs, 20 times he has had 30-plus points in a playoff game. Aaron Rodgers combined with Peyton Manning and Drew Brees 17 times with 30 points or more. That's combined with two of the other greatest quarterbacks of all time. Those three together have less times with 30 or more points in a playoff game than Tom Brady himself. In the playoffs, fourth quarter over or overtime drives tied or down six or less, Tom Brady, in his last 10 drives in this situation, just his last 10, he has seven touchdowns. Rodgers has 10 of those drives total in his career. He has one touchdown. And by the way, a great follow if you're a Brady fan is uh, my good friend Kofi Gosier has the Instagram page at Brady Fans Only. That's where I've gotten a lot of these stats from. These aren't stats that you can just find on Pro Football Reference or NFL.com. These Kofi does the deep diving and helps uh, us Brady fans with our propaganda. But honest, I mean, it's they're undeniable. They're objectively factual numbers and. Uh, if you want to go debate with him, you will lose, but you feel free to go do it. I would love to watch it. And um, in one-score playoff games, third and fourth down conversions, Brady converts at a 44.28% clip. Aaron Rodgers converts at a 41.4% clip. And Brady, in playoff games against top 10 defenses, that's 26 games that he's played against a top 10 defense in the playoffs. 55 touchdowns and 7,291 yards. Those numbers on their own, just Tom Brady against top 10 defenses, 
would be first all-time in playoff touchdowns and second all-time in playoff yards, just against top 10 defenses. Rodgers' entire playoff career, 45 touchdowns, 5,669 yards. So he has less touchdowns and less yards in his entire playoff career than Tom Brady does in playoff games just against top 10 defenses, just against these elite defenses, Legion of Boom-type defenses, uh, a greatest show on turf defenses. These defenses that Brady has played, these legit elite units, Tom Brady has more touchdowns and yards in those games than Aaron Rodgers' entire body of work in the postseason in his career. And the final stat that I'm going to leave you guys with to finish this off, in 18 out of Tom Brady's 47 playoff games, he has led his offense to four or more touchdown drives. Peyton, Rodgers, and Breeze, once again, I'm going to combine these three. Peyton, Rodgers, and Breeze have done that 17 times. So again, less than Tom Brady has done on his own. It is absolutely absurd what this man has done. Aaron Rodgers is a great quarterback, but the notion that he is anywhere near Tom Brady in the same stratosphere or that he could even possibly be... When people say that Aaron Rodgers is a greater quarterback or that he is the greatest of all time, folks, that's straight-up blasphemy, all right? That is just not true. That is not the case. And I hope that if you stayed and listened to this, I hope that uh, if you didn't realize that before, that you realize it now. And that uh, your eyes are open to it. But um, I think that was a good start to the new season of the podcast. I'm excited to be uploading. I think that my next upload may be my top 10 quarterbacks if I stick with football. It may be a baseball-related episode. Let me know uh, what you guys want to hear. But, um, yeah, I'm just excited to get back into it. Hopefully looking at getting some better equipment here soon. I've got kind of a beginner's mic. I know some people have complained to me about the audio quality before. It's not the greatest mic. I use my MacBook. I just record on a basic app. I wear my Beats, old Beats headphones, so not state-of-the-art, but we make it work, and some people like to listen to what I have to say. But uh, I appreciate you guys for listening. Excited to get back into it, and um, yeah, that'll pretty much do it. Signing off for Stand Up Triple here, I'm Brady Penn.